Hello and welcome to Always in Escrow with Serena Appel and Colby Birching. Hello, Colby. Hey, Serena. How are you? I am fantastic, and we are off to a delicious start to the day because we are speaking with Lewis Goldstein. He is the CEO of Maine Crisps Company. His experience speaks volume, having worked at well-known brands such as Boston Beer Company, Snapple, Kiss My Face, Organic Valley, and Insta Cannabis. Lewis, welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Serena, I'm really excited because Lewis sent you and I both packages. Um, so I was very excited this week. We got some packages of crisp in our households, and my household went through the crisp. They loved it, Lewis. That's great. The, uh, the crisps are always more exciting than me. So any product I've ever worked for is always much more exciting than me, which is a good thing. So let's tell the audience. The story behind Maine Crisp. How was it founded by Karen Getz in 2014? Let's let's hear it. So Karen uh, is uh, a farmstead or, or was a farmstead award-winning cheesemaker um, who has a gluten intolerance. And so they had a farm in Vermont and she could never find a gluten-free cracker that she felt stood up to her cheese. And she was on a trip with her husband who worked at Organic Valley, and that's where the connection, I made the connection with them. They were recruiting farmers in way northern Maine, near the Canadian border. And on that trip, she saw these fields of buckwheat. She didn't know what it was at that point, but she saw these sprawling, beautiful, blooming fields of this crop. And she later learned it was buckwheat. And she learned that buckwheat was a seed that is naturally grain and gluten-free. And uh, then she started to experiment with this grain and gluten-free ancient super seed that has a unbelievable history around the world and has never really been adopted by U.S. consumers because it's never been put in delicious products here. And so that began her journey of creating these crisps, first in her kitchen, in Waterville, Maine, the home of Colby College, then in a commercial kitchen, then in a small 1,500-square-foot facility, and then finally, last fall, we moved into this um, 17,500-square-foot facility that will allow us to grow, you know, 20 times our size. And... Um, it's, uh, you know, ups and downs along the way, but that's the journey began with her search for a cracker that was uh, gluten-free that could stand up to the wonderful cheeses she was making. Well, they are quite delicious and flavorful. There are many varieties, and we'd love to hear what's, what sets Maine Crisp apart from other specialty cracker brands on the market. We are the only facility in the United States that uh, manufactures gluten, that is a certified, certified gluten-free manufacturer of uh, Crisp. There's no one else in the United States. Uh, so what sets us apart is really the taste and quality of the Crisp the uniqueness of the crisp because it's not easy to make. Um, and there have been times in the history where we've tried to look for a co-packer as opposed to building this new facility and, and making that investment. And we tried doing it in Colorado and the 
the um, altitude, uh, you know, got in the way of being able to produce it in Colorado. So it's a very difficult product to produce. And we've been able to do it here. Karen's daughter, Claire, runs our operations. Um, so it's really a family affair. And the we use Maine-grown buckwheat in the crisps from a family farm in northern Maine, uh, the Bouchard family farm. We use as many Maine-grown ingredients as we can when they're available. So from the wild blueberries to the maple syrup um, to, uh, you know, cranberries, when they can come from Maine, they come from Maine. And when they don't come from Maine, they come from other states as close as they can. Uh, figs clearly are not going to come from Maine and come from, you know, uh, overseas, but we try to do everything we can from Maine. And one of the, one of the reasons behind Maine Chris being located in Maine is so that we can provide jobs to these low income areas of Maine that used to have jobs in paper mills or other industries that have uh, since gone to either other states in the country or gone overseas. So one of the core aspects behind the success of this business, because the reality is trucking products from Maine to California, you wouldn't choose to be in mid-Maine to try to get your products in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, it, if you were just going from a cost of doing business perspective, you'd be in Wisconsin. The, the growth of rural jobs at a, at a fair wage, offering health insurance, offering, um, you know, vacation time is, is super important to the ethos of, of our organization. Mm, okay. So what factors do you consider when deciding to expand your product line? So when I joined last fall as the CEO, prior to that, I'd been on the board for about a year and a half. Um, we were focused on just the crisps. But really, what our mission is, is to make buckwheat part of the diet of American consumers who are looking for better for you products. That's really the core. Now, it has been introduced in these crisps as the first product, but buckwheat is a, uh, a gluten and grain free flour that has been eaten for generations in Asia, in Eastern Europe, in Europe. The biggest importing countries are Japan, Spain, France. So this ancient super seed that is super full of health benefits, which I can explain, and is uh, an amazing sustainable cover crop that is also a pollinator, has just never been introduced to the United States in products that people love. You know, the first thing I hear from people is if they know buckwheat, they relate it back to their grandmother, served it to them in these pancakes that they hated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or they don't know what buckwheat is and they think it's a wheat because it says wheat in the name. And that's only because hundreds or thousands of years ago, it looked like wheat. So they named it buckwheat, even though it's a seed. So we've decided to uh, choose 
to grow in products beyond crisps. So although we introduced a new flavor, Oliven's Atar, which tastes delicious, which is launching as we speak, uh, we've decided to um, rebrand the company as Better with Buckwheat, of which Maine Crisp will be one of the key products, but it allows us to go into snacking crackers, cookies, and other snacks that a mother, you know, kids want great tasting snacks. Adults want great tasting snacks. We're never going to give up on that. But if we can have a great tasting snack that also is fiber rich, that is uh, a good source of protein, that is also anti-inflammatory, uh, that is also a prebiotic, that is also um, sustainable and the crop is a regenerative crop that is also a bee pollinator. You know, if you can have deliciousness with health and environmental benefits um, in our household, which is a celiac household, you have a home run. It really is a home run. Wow. And I'd love to hear about some insights into the process of developing these new flavors. And how do you balance the science and art aspects in the test kitchen? We have a huge cork wall and we just put all these things up there and then we throw darts. And then whatever the darts hit um, <laughs> is what we choose. Uh, Karen Getz, who founded the company, is really an artist with food. Uh, she's a foodie to the core um, and loves experimenting with different flavors um, and different combinations of flavors to create unique things. So Karen will be working on uh, Things that are either food forward now, you know, she's working on some different, um, some different recipes with seaweed. So it starts with Karen. Um, and then we also talk about what we see out in the market, uh, as trending flavors in other categories. And then Karen ultimately will decide what she thinks will taste good with buckwheat because buckwheat is a unique flavor. Buckwheat on its own has a bitterness to it. So you have to use the right flavors uh, and right combinations of uh, fruits, nuts, flavors uh, to combine with buckwheat so that what you end up with is something that's delicious um, and not bitter. Uh, so that's you know, sort of how it's gone up until this point. The mad scientist goes into the kitchen and comes out with things that she thinks will taste great. And we all try them. And then we try them with people that are, we know that are friends of the company. And then we also try them with consumers that have been buying us for a while. And we ask, can we send you some samples and a questionnaire and let you try them out? Um, you know, I, have worked for larger companies and in those larger companies, I had a budget to be able to hire a research firm that would do this in a very calculated way. And I'm not in that place anymore. So now it's you, you find people that love your products, you send them the products, you send them a questionnaire 
and you do it as supportably as you can and you get feedback that way. I will tell you, my daughter, who is a foodie herself, she's five, she took your crisp, the blueberry one, and put Nutella in the middle, made a sandwich, <laughs> and then made another sandwich with Biscoff in the middle. So if you need someone of the younger five-year-old perspective, I got someone for you. <laughs> uh, we're ready to post the video of her creating. You send me content, and if you're uh, where, of that, and uh, Nutella is a good combination. Yeah. Um, so that being said, on the flavor releases, is there something coming up that me and Chris wants to share with the audience? So the Olive and Zatar uh, crisps are launching as we speak. We'll be in Whole Foods uh, in the North Atlantic beginning in July. And then the, uh, the new Better with Buckwheat uh, snacking crackers in three flavors, everything, rosemary and herbs and uh, sea salt, will launch 7-15, so July 15th. And uh, those will launch first in online and in our uh, our online wholesale stores. And then uh, we'll gradually begin to get into our distribution over the next few months after that. And we'd love to offer to your listeners a, a special to be able to order on our site uh, to get 20% off their order. And they get free shipping over $20. And if they use podcast escrow as the code, uh, they will get that 20% discount. Uh, so again, podcast escrow. Uh, and maybe you guys can put it in some notes somewhere. And they'll get 20% off their order and free shipping of anything over $20. So thank you so much for that offer. Everybody take a moment. Please do find yourself, uh, you know, find that promo code. And you can also find Maine Crisp at many specialty shops, just like what Lewis said, and also Whole Foods stores. So Lewis, looking ahead, what is your long-term vision for Maine Crisp? Do you have any specific goals or aspirations for the company's growth and impact? Our future is about growing Maine Crisp. Uh, but also extending into these other categories uh, like snacking crackers, which offer a larger um, market size. So the better for you cracker category size is about $650 million. The better for you cookie category size is about $350 million. The crisp category is about $90 million. So we can, yes, build a really solid business in the crisp category. But the size of the snacking cracker category and the, and the cookie category, to name just a few, offer us the chance to build a, a much broader um, and uh, more successful organization. So the crisps are our foundation. They're what people know, they're what people love, and off of that foundation, we hope that people are going to love our snacking crackers, then our cookies, then maybe um, puffs, you know, where uh, maybe cereals, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go from there. And a lot of that will be determined by um, 
hopefully our core retailers will say, you know, guys, we'd love to have a buckwheat uh, brownie mix, or we'd love to have buckwheat uh, cereal. Can you do it? Um, and uh, that's what we hope we'll be able to do since we self-manufacture. And uh, since we have the ability to launch things very quickly, and uh, that's our uh, that's our goal, and our hope is ultimately that buckwheat will become a household name, and it, and people will understand the benefits of buckwheat, and they'll be looking for buckwheat in all the categories they're buying. Lewis, how important is customer feedback? Does it uh, does it like get into the decision making process for future stuff? Customer feedback, I've learned early on being taught by Jim Cook at Sam Adams, uh, is core to understanding and being successful. If you don't regularly look at, I look at all the consumer reviews we get on our site, we get on Amazon, um, we do a lot of sampling in store. Uh, and we get a lot of comments from people and we take that, all of that to heart. And, uh, if there's ever a point at which we're not seeking, reviewing, digesting consumer feedback, then I think you're, you're destined for failure. I do have to say that I'm really looking forward to discovering a few of these pairings that are suggested on the box and then also really digging into those bags of snacking crackers that you've provided us. I really do see them as a great addition to our pantry. We are a gluten-free household and um, kudos to the team. Really flavorful. There's savory options. There's sweet options. Um, So thanks for coming on our show, Lewis. Anything else you want to share? We'd love people to visit us at maincrisp.com and we would really appreciate you following us on Facebook or Instagram. It's at, at maincrisp and keeping up with our journey and trying our products. Uh, we have a store finder on our site and uh, we like to say they're gluten-free, but they're so yummy. You'd never know. Oh.